Que cuates. Did you hear me shout there? Am I joking? Yes, I love that. I thought you were talking to me. I yeah. love that. <laughs> Quiet on set. Uh, we're live. Uh, listen, welcome back, uh, Media Snack, live from New York. Greetings from London. Uh, so we have a big question this week. And uh, in this episode, we'll give you some uh, three things to think about that. So what's the big question uh, of the week? We just had it up on well, screen. Are remote agency pitches here to stay? Yes, very good question. And thank you for sending that in. Yep. Um, uh, so we'll, we'll get into that. We'll give you three th major things to think about if you're thinking about pitching uh, in the year ahead. Awesome. Well, listen, welcome back to Media Snack. Uh, if you are new to the channel, it's great to have you join us. Thank you. Media Snack is a live weekly show where we unpack questions that you all have around media, agencies, marketing, and much more. Um, you can subscribe to below to be updated every time we uh, go live every week, uh, so you know. So on to the question of the week. Remember, we're streaming live. We stream live every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. UK, and around the world. Um, and we love it when you leave comments during the show because we can react to that. We Let's build that into the discussion. So, David, over to you. So we've talked a lot about pitches over the last four or five years, Tom. Uh, in particular, today, we're going to be talking about remote pitches and the practice of conducting pitches without actually seeing or being in the same room uh, as your as your clients, as your prospective clients or as your prospective agency partners. And is that here to stay? Yeah. So let's unpack that and then we'll come on to our tips. So it's been quite a lot of discussion around this, as you might imagine. There's been more pitches in 2021 than there were in 2020 yeah. and almost without exception those have been conducted remotely and going into these the the lockdown and the you know being forced to run pitches remotely which we were able to pivot to pretty quickly mm -hmm. as, a, as a as a company we were able to do that uh pretty well i think um the big question is, do you lose something between create, you know, trying to forge relationships between marketers and their agencies by not being uh, together in person? And in fact, the net of it really is that it's enabled us to remove from pitches some of the stuff which really didn't aspire to that ambition. Yeah, it wasn't really necessary. We got had an opportunity to get rid of that stuff and really focus on how we want to innovate that uh that search or that pitch process. So we, you know, we've been running pitches for over 10 years for major advertisers around the world. So we kind of know this stuff and we've watched the evolution of pitches over that time. And they improve every year. Every pitch we do, we try to kind of refine, learn, improve the process. And that's been our commitment to clients, right? To improve the process. We have this culture within IDCOMS of continuous incremental improvement. You know, we never settle. We're trying to improve the process the whole time. So it's been really interesting under those conditions to see how, how we can kind of evolve the process. The first thing is, one of the, and I'll maybe share some of the benefits of moving remotely. The first thing is that, we, that it's become actually a lot more democratic, literally in the sense that on screen, everyone gets the same, you know, real estate. Uh, and you can, everyone's visible and can see the whole team. And that's 
kind of important. You might feel under the spotlight a little bit, and that can be uncomfortable if you're on a long call for a long time. Um, but it does mean, in theory, everyone is equally present and able to participate. That's number one. And mm -hmm. so, and therefore, the room is not dominated by two or three people having a you know high-level conversation driven by ego. There's a lot more opportunity to participate. Secondly, you can actually have more people participate. So in the past, there's been, you know, working with major advertisers, you may have a core group of six, seven people maybe, but there's 25, 30 that really want to be involved. And when you're doing face-to-face -face pitches or traveling to pitches, it's not always possible for all those people to have any kind of, you know, to hear or to experience uh, the process. So now we can have extensions of teams you know over the years it's been great we're increasingly having cmos or cfos or even ceos lean in they can they can participate and extension teams you know brand marketing teams product marketing teams you know performance or e-commerce teams you know the extended procurement teams can all be more easily be part of uh, building that relationship so we've got more stakeholders and more opinions, honestly, more opinions in decision-making and contribution to decision-making, if organized well, is beneficial. It's got to be beneficial uh, because you don't have a small core team of media leaders then trying to sell the agency in across, across yeah. the organization after awarding them the business. So that's been really, really good. So we found that integration, that transition, that uh, communication to the wider uh, marketing organization has really benefited from it. The other thing we've seen from the from the agency side is less what we've over the years have called pitch theater. And if you've been in a, an agency, any kind of agency pitch as the client over the you know recent years, over the last ten years, let's say, you know, you'll see, I've seen a lot of pitch theater. You know, agencies entirely redecorating their their lobbies and their foyers and their offices and. Um, you know, pulling out the best biscuits and having to cater in the right way. And they, they invest a hell of a lot of, of stuff in the theatrical production of the pitch, which you can't do remotely. But we found some really interesting ways that agencies have kind of brought some of that theater into remote pitches. It's so ingenious, really clever things, actually, actually far more impressive, actually, than just lining the shelves with the client's product on the way in, uh, which we've seen a lot of that stuff. So that's good. And that means that the agencies have actually been able to dedicate themselves really to put talent at the forefront, in the shop window, on the screen. It's all about getting to know the people. And in some peculiar way, you can actually do that better in a remote uh, remote setting. And then the final thing is it's just cost everybody less money, which is really good. Because yeah. over the years where we've run these you know, global pitches that are multi-regional, we've been flying around the world with the client and the agency leadership and the bill of that. Um, is substantial. And so it's cut the cost of pitching, both for the advertiser and the agency, and that's money that can go into you know, making things better. So that's, that's, that's been really good. So from a practical point of view, it's been very positive, I think, um, and we've learned how to do it, do it really well. The question is, is that format here to stay? Yeah. Um, and if you're thinking about a pitch now, you know, are you planning on a remote pitch, a face-to-face -face mm -hmm. pitch? Is there a middle ground? Like, how, how should you be thinking about it? So um, I'm going to look at this both from the side of the brands, the clients, and from the side of the agency. Um, uh, there are many, many benefits of conducting uh, remote pitches, as you've said, Tom, for, from the client side. But we've got to remember that this is a this is a human business. This is a people business, and and meeting the people you're going to work with uh, is a critical component of any kind of selection process. So I think if you're a client going into 
uh, a review season next year, thinking about where the key touch points are going to be within the process where you want to bring your agency, potential agency partners together with your brand teams uh, is really, really important. And there are going to be kind of key stages when you want to do that in person. Perhaps it's uh, the all agency briefing session where you're bringing to life the brief. You're inspiring the agency community. It's far easier to do that when when you're seeing the whites of their eyes, when you're able to gesticulate and show the passion for your brand in front of them. Perhaps there's another moment within the process, like a chemistry meeting, where you want to begin to see culturally whether you can kind of work together. Um, and then the, perhaps the third time is, is, is during the negotiations when, when you're trying to see whether you can kind of do a deal. The rest of it. You've got to grab onto, be able to grab onto someone's lapels, haven't you, in negotiations well, I mean, in real life? <laughs> now it's a far more subtle, gentle approach. Right. Um, but there are moments within the pitch where you cannot diminish the impact of, of meeting your potential kind of working business partners. But so much of the fat, as you said, so much of the excess can be removed by conducting by conducting uh, you know, engagements remotely. Yeah. That's the first thing. The second thing I think is actually you know using the environment of pitches to create a realistic dynamic. We had one pitch that we were working on this year where it was a chemistry meeting, but some of the some of the stakeholders were going to dial in. They were going to dial in virtually in the way that actually many businesses will operate in the future. And so the challenge for the agency was how to engage not only with the stakeholders that were physically in the room, but allow those people that were dining in remotely to feel engaged and invested in the meeting, because that's going to be a critical component of any kind of business as usual working forward. And then the third thing from a client perspective is there is a greater obligation in virtual settings to be respectful. Yeah. Um, and we've noticed that we've noticed the good and the bad of client behavior over the last 18 months. If you're listening to a presentation, your video has to be on. You have to be engaged in the content. Don't be distracted. Don't get up from your seat and disappear for 15 minutes to go and make a sandwich. It's just bad manners. So there is a greater obligation, I think, for, for good courtesy behavior if you are conducting components of the pitch uh on 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 remotely from an agency side of things i think that there's the obvious thing is be organized you've got to be super prepared probably better prepared than you would be you know pre-covid uh pitching um test your tech make sure that there's nothing going wrong there what we've also find is that agencies tend to be overly scripted when there is a, 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 an obligation to deliver remotely and perhaps the timelines are tight, they haven't been able to rehearse in the same way that they used to be able to rehearse, they default to, to scripting. And when you're listening to somebody just reading a script, it feels like you're listening to a lecture. Yeah. The energy goes, the passion goes, the humanity goes from, from the presentation. And that is, a, that is a bad, bad thing. If in doubt... Don't script, don't read from a script. Um, And the third thing I would say uh, that has been highly effective in some of the pitches that we've worked with is where the agency doesn't just present, but they provoke discussion. They generate enough uh, provocative content to actually engage with their prospective client through discussion. So fewer slides, less narrative delivery, more engagement would be be the advice that, that I think I would give. Yeah, it's good. And we, we, we've seen all of those 
examples apart from somebody leaving a pitch to go make a sandwich i don't think i i, certainly exactly. been, I wasn't in that meeting whichever one that was um but yeah i mean being fully present is really really key and also you put it in the context of uh, you mentioned it earlier of you know changing the way that we are working Zydecoms, we're a, we're a remote first business we're a fully distributed model globally and that works for us to be able to mobilize our teams wherever we need to do that and majority of the work can be delivered remotely and that's great a lot of advertising marketing work working with agencies increasingly is going to be done remotely you know all agencies are looking again at, at some form of not fully distributed model maybe to the extent that we are but some form of distributed model increasing the use of outsourced or offshored resources you know they're expanding yeah. their talent base out of key cities um, so the inevitable working relationship between advertiser and agency is going to by de definition be distributed and therefore largely remote um, and then and so that's the way of working so we've been really keen to just make sure that that's a reality that's mm -hmm. tested this is not remote we're not we're not succeeding at pitches despite of you know the remoteness of it we're trying to make it successful because of it because that's actually how we will be working in the future mm -hmm. um, and we will come together at key moments in real life and that's exactly what we try and design in the pitches is to yeah. find those real moments. As you mentioned, the, the upfront briefing uh, you know, really should be on the client's territory, right? That's the opportunity for the agency to come see that business at the upfront briefing. That makes a lot of sense. When you start doing these, these collaboration meetings, really should be on the agency's turf at that point, because then that's the client's opportunity to go, if, if they're allowed to and they want to, feel comfortable to, go onto the agency's property, go and get a sense of the culture and environment and the, you know, the, the space, if that's important, important way to work. Um, negotiation can happen wherever, you know, wherever, wherever it needs to be at a local lawyer's office. Um, those are really important. So uh, you know, big context to really just think about how do you want to really work with that agency in the future? And then we figure out the pitch design to be reflective of that as true as we possibly can. Yeah. Um, right. but, but good tips. Uh, so from our, from our perspective, you know, in our experience, um, obviously in the last two, you know, two years, really pitches have been planned remotely. Um, we've got some examples of obviously spending time, uh, collaborating with agencies across a longer period of time, which has been yeah. really good. One thing that we've been doing as well this year is what we call the live buying exercises, which was specifically dedicated to programmatic buying particularly although it can work for anything mm. was instead of just having an agency present to you you know the narrative and the slides around their programmatic capabilities which is probably what we've all done traditionally we wanted to go further with that and and you know prompt by a client of ours just to look much deeper into into how we can test for agency's capability and programmatic buying so there's a lot to think about and so we've set up kind of laboratory conditions over a period of time funded with a budget. So it's a real campaign. We get three or four agencies active in this, in this process as part of the overall pitch process, give them clear briefing and objectives. Um, and then we observe them very closely, which has been kind of interesting, observe them very closely in terms of their, all the work they have to do in terms of setup, audience definition, tagging, technology setup, you know, making choices about different uh, data sources and, technologies that they're going to use and focus of that campaign. And then once live, how they react and optimize um, 
you know, either to market conditions or sometimes different, you know, changing requests or changing the proof. Yeah. Um, that's been really interesting. We wouldn't have done that probably had had we not been in remote. You know, we wouldn't have done it in the same way because no one's going to you know, sit in an agency for six weeks. Um, so that things like that have allowed us to really innovate the pitch process like never yeah. before. That's been hugely hugely valuable, and that will stay. That's only going to get more so and more and, and better. And another way that I've, we've also kind of innovated certainly recently now that you know some more pitches are being conducted face to face. It's always struck me as you know a fairly big decision to make. Uh, which agency partner on the back of a three-hour, you know, presentation in a boardroom, yeah. perhaps Absolutely. with the best biscuits. And I knew you were going to mention the biscuits. The nice, co- I love the biscuits and the nice coffee. But what we've encouraged clients now to do is actually go and spend longer uh, with potential agency partners. Go and spend four or five hours going and and understanding, you know, how they operate culturally, also within an agency begin to get under the skin of that agency it doesn't have to be overly formal it doesn't have to be overly orchestrated but it just gives uh you as a potential client greater opportunity to to understand and feel what it could be like to work with that particular agency and i think that will happen more and more especially if there are fewer touch points within the process where client and, and and potential agency can get together so when you do get together make sure that that time is is deeper and richer yeah yeah very good so before we come on to answer that i'm going to ask you the question right that we start with so uh but just to say you know we are in the process right now with a number of advertisers planning 2022 pitches in this way and we have a clear kind of framework to help for decision making you know what should be remote and what should be face-to-face if possible um, if you're thinking about a pitch for next year and wrangling with whether to do it or not based on, you know, we're going to be remote or not, um, you know, happy to talk through some of that decision-making framework uh, with you and help you make make decisions because pitches sometimes just have to happen. You've just got to make yeah. it happen in the right way. I guess you, we're saying our view is, let's ask the question. So are, are remote pitches here to stay? The answer is yes, but uh, with some elements of personal connection through the process. Yeah. Uh, so if you're thinking ahead to a pitch, that's the way to think about it. There are huge benefits from thinking of it remotely. You can get way more out of the process, but let, let us help you kind of identify when those get so much more value out of those face-to-face moments where it's worth investing the time to do that. And we think it's really important to protect. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've answered the question. That's a good thing. Thank you for the question. Another question has just come in. Um, if we can show it, Andy McCormick uh, just picked up on the programmatic test. It's interesting. What did you learn from doing it? Great question, Andy. There's more to come on that because we're going to be devoting some uh, media snack uh, airtime to exactly that. There's been a lot of interest in that, as you might imagine. So uh, appreciate the question. Uh, keep watching. We've got more more to come on that. Uh, okay, so to, to wrap up, this is, we're answering your questions. Please send them. Uh, we're getting some really good questions and we're, we're structuring, and Andy's one we will do as well, structuring episodes specifically around that. And we'll bring more you know, evidence-based and tips for you in those, in those scenarios. You know, let us know what you think. Leave comments down below from this episode or any others and send us questions that you'd like us to review on a future show. Um, always ask uh, if you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up. It, it, it helps other people like you find this channel, which is really important. Uh, but that's it. See you next week. Bye for now.